Kevin Dowling. What up, Playboy? What up, dude? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. Are we recording this time? Yeah, we are. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Todd. Hi, Todd. Welcome to the How to Be Unpopular podcast. This is your host, Todd McNerney, and I'm here with Kevin Dowling. Hey. Lots to talk about. <laughs> lots of lots has happened since the last time we spoke. It's been like a year. <laughs> it has been like a year. Yeah, I'm a little rusty. I hope I can still uh, podcast properly. I think being rusty is better than being on point. Yeah. In some aspects. I have this nervous feeling in my chest. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of red. That's good. Um, yeah. It's almost like a cup of coffee, that nervousness. I've, I've had like four, so maybe that's what it is. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it, I have the full fucking rumble brains. It's great stuff, man. It's like those uh, Lululemon bags where it says do something every day that scares you. Yes. So this could it be is, that one thing. Yeah. You can check that yes, out. Yes, it is like the Lululemon bags. Exactly. Do you, do you have one? I, I think I do. I think okay. I, I think I have one somewhere that I should use for groceries, but I never do, and I just always get plastic bags. Yeah, I do the same thing. They're yeah. like right by the door. Yeah, to the but, house. Yeah, never just yeah. Yeah, we're bad stewards of the environment, Todd. Yeah, we also have plastic feet boots with urethane wheels that deteriorate and then wash into the water table, man. <laughs> yeah, the earth can yes. suck it. So I, you, uh, you went to powwow this year. Jesus. Yes, I did. Yeah. I wanted to talk to you about that. Okay. Is this an apology? No, no, you're not getting an apology. (laughs) Um, it's more just a a scene report for the people who, who couldn't go like myself. Wow. It's a little hazy at this point, even though I was sober. Yeah. That was a, um, one of the different, yeah, there was a difference between this year and any other year that I've been as I was sober. Yeah. And that was, uh, interesting, you know, trying to keep up with everybody's antics when you're not necessarily on the same plane. Right. Because I would imagine that most everybody else was drinking. Yeah. Drinking and doing hallucinogens and. It was actually kind of rad. Like, yeah. you know, when you're when you're around uh, you've met, are you still on the fucking wagon? I am still sober. Rad. Okay. Yeah. So you know how like when you're around people that are intoxicated, it's it's kind of intoxicating. I guess it's like a placebo effect or some sort of just environmental like high you get from being around other people that are taking it to the next level. Right. I think it can be. I think it can go both ways for me. Like if I'm in a really good mood and I really like the people that are drinking, yeah. then I can get a, like a buzz off of their buzz. But if I'm not in a good mood and I'm not especially <laughs> fond of the people that are drinking, <laughs> yeah. then I'll just get like really annoyed. You would have to go back to your tent at that point. Yeah. Go and you could just have some quiet time, read a yeah. book or something. Yeah. Yeah. But... 
I would imagine like if it was rollerbladers and they were all stoked and drinking, I think I could get down with that. that would yeah, be it fun. was it's it's fucking one big love fest, dude. Yeah, that would be sweet. It's uh, it was interesting. There's a posse of mushroom bladers at this year's powwow. Yeah, Leon made it out. Yeah, Leon and fucking uh, Mike Torres and who else was fucking ripping Grant? Yeah. You know, and they had, it was fun. I talked to them. I kind of bounce around to all the little clicks, you know? Cool. What the fuck? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> That's amazing. Brielle, we're in the process of moving, and Brielle's iPad is in the car, and her fucking alarm is Britney Spears. So nice. Britney Spears. Britney Spears started playing anyway where was i yeah i was i was going around kind of listening because i was sober and i wanted to uh gain the most knowledge that i could throughout the the weekend yeah and um so i was kind of bouncing around and those dudes were super insecure about mushroom blading in front of everybody you know like there was like little comments like oh dude those guys are probably over there like clowning you know like oh and then they'd like make fun of themselves it was like this like they were, it was nerve wracking for them because like it was, in, I don't know, it was one of the first times in a big contest that there's been like a mushroom blading crew. Yeah, and when you, you know? when you say mushroom blading, you're also I know that they were all a... they were all using uh, wizard frames, right? They they were all using wizard frames. Yeah, is mushroom blading is that there's like many different forms of mushroom blading even at this point, huh? Different strains. There's many different strains. So this was just essentially uh, not people on 56 millimeter anti rocket frames right. that were that were expanding the uh, you know people with heightened rolling abilities. Right. Yes. So they were you know it was just fun to watch them be kind of nervous about doing this in front of people that they perceive as judgmental. Interesting. But then I would go like sit with. So it was essentially like the Shredweiser dudes, right? Where they like had their camp, yeah, yeah, right, right next to where these dudes were flossing out on the the tall boys. Yeah. So I would listen to those guys kind of be like, "Oh man, they're probably fucking clowning," and then I'd go over to the dudes that are like the gnarliest dudes, and they were like not clowning. You know, they were being supportive, not like outwardly supportive, but you know, but they not, weren't not hating. <clears throat> no, they weren't hating. Like, no, isn't, isn't that interesting how sometimes you just like project <laughs> certain, uh, certain ideas onto people. Like you, you assume that people are going to be negative or like jock you or whatever. And yeah. And then they just don't like Joey and I were talking about how we just assume sometimes that a skateboarder is going to be a dick like if we roll up to a park and there's a bunch of skaters we just assume there's going to be beef and it's going to be weird but then usually they're just really nice yeah and they're just like hey how's it going you guys rollerblading cool <laughs> and it's yeah, like oh dude. that's in general <laughs> what is that that's like such a weird sketchy way of thinking yeah i think it's probably from like spending too much time on the internet probably <laughs> yeah because <laughs> every other thing is so negative yeah <laughs> But then in person, people are really nice. People are liars in person, or yeah, maybe. <laughs> I no, I think I think online there's just such a large uh, population of people, and 
unfortunately it's the people that are just drawn to negativity that yeah are usually the people commenting and usually like the negative comments it has nothing to do with the actual content they just want to shit on something they just feel really shitty about their life and they just want to put someone down and so usually like big wheels or like weird skating that's just an easy target are you guys an easy target like i Uh, feel like it's more accepted now uh i i i definitely think the tides are are turning but i i still think online it might be an easy target for for like maybe aggressive skaters who aren't as passionate about it as they would like to be or used to be right like they might it might be these are like old dorks you're talking about probably like i'm an old dork but there's there's like that super close-minded old dork posse yeah (laughs) unfortunately yeah unfortunately they're just fucking confused yeah self-aware unfortunate that the the whole og blader group has been there's there's some bad apples amongst that group that have just really given them a bad name yeah, I saw somebody post some, like, homophobic shit in there the other day. And then, like, a bunch of dudes were defending it. It's like, what the fuck? I don't know. That's weird. I think that, yeah, fuck I think them. There's Who some... cares about some fucking Facebook group, man? You guys are fucking doing... You guys are actually skate. Yeah. <laughs> and advance the technology and put positive things into our community. Yeah. It's with everything. Everything yeah. gets... I th- dude, I think a lot of the time, the negative voices just make uh, the positive voices want to be suppressed because it's scary. Like people are afraid to voice their opinion if it's a positive opinion because they're afraid of bullies or people that are. Uh, they don't want to argue. Yeah, sometimes. I, I don't, you know what I mean? Like I find myself like I'll see people that I know and they're nice people in general, but they on the internet like their persona on the internet is so negative. And, yeah idiotic and it's like i don't engage it anymore because it's a waste of my time like i'm not gonna sit there and try to explain to somebody why they should be positive or why they should be open-minded no especially other adults yeah if you're still a dick and you're 30 years old like you that's depressing like that sucks for them yeah you can't you can't advise someone on that that's something that people really have to figure out for themselves Mm-hmm. that they have to just realize that it's there's a better way to exist. Yeah, dude. There's such a better way to exist. <laughs> I can sympathize. That's... I can sympathize with with negative people because I, I definitely go through negative bouts. Right. And uh, when do you I'm... share it though? You do. You're like you're not directly a dick. Like you have creative. This is this is me justifying yeah. my own creative like vague uh, <laughs> passive aggressive shit. Like you. The way that you uh, protest things that you disagree with is more creative. Like you come up with like a, a way that will make people think about it without just telling them they're wrong. Well, yeah. What I was referring – like I'm I, – nothing really bothers me on online or, or to do with role-blading. Like we get a lot of negative <clears> – <throat> comments and stuff i'll i'll be completely honest none of it bothers me in the least i'm so used to it and i expect it that i just know that it's just 
it comes with the territory at this point. It, that has no... I, I don't get angry about that at all. What I'm referring to is like life negativity. Like, oh, I wish I didn't have to like fix the irrigation system in my house. Like, I wish I didn't have to spend fucking three hours of my life like digging holes and like shit like that is what I get negative about. Yeah. And it's, it's never, um, my negativity is never directed at my friends. It's always directed at my wife. All wow. of, <laughs> all of my <laughs> asshole nature. <laughs> I do the same exact thing. <laughs> yeah. It's all because like, I, it's really bad. And I, I can, <laughs> I can, I can look at my behavior and say like, okay, I am an asshole and I yeah. really shouldn't do that. But when I'm in the grips of it, yeah, it, 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 in my mind, it's like totally justified. And I'm just like a complete asshole to my wife. That's horrible. I do the same thing though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, it's cause you're just around them all the time. And like, they're the only person that sees that side of you maybe. Yeah. Like I feel like for me, it's like, I know that she knows that I'm just in a fucking bad mood. Yeah. So I feel it, but I still like feel bad about it every time I shouldn't do it. Yeah. I always <laughs> Maybe tell we should myself. be dicks to people that don't care about us instead of being dicks to people that do. Yeah. Like, yeah. Isn't that funny? Like I'm nicer to strangers mm-hmm. on a yeah, regular basis that's because basis you don't have like any, wife. there's no emotional attachment to strangers. It's just like bullshit and opportunity, opportunity and yeah, <clears throat> like it's not, they're the way that they exist doesn't interfere with the way that you exist on any level. Totally. Yeah. Like you have to sacrifice so many things about yourself to be in a committed relationship that you're going to have frustrations and yeah, bad totally. days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's yeah. It's a difficult thing to intertwine your life with another person. Yeah. Absolutely. Expect that to be all peachy all the time because Especially like when you have, when you share the responsibility of a kid, yeah, you know, you rely on that person so much and they rely on you and every decision that you make affects Uh them and vice versa. And it's pretty tough to manage, especially when you're existing in a male brain and they're existing in a female brain and you both have very different values and, and different desires and and it's very hard to keep each other pleased. Yeah. It's almost impossible, really. That's nah, not. It just requires work and patience and knowing that, like, right now might suck, but, you know, it always gets better. Well, exactly. It always gets better. You have to constantly work to make it better. Like, it's not yeah. ever easy. No. But <laughs> it never. funny, though? It never gets to a point like, oh, okay, we can relax and, and we have a quote unquote good marriage or a good relationship and we can just rest on our morals. It's constantly shifting. People are constantly changing. Their lives are constantly changing. And it's, yeah, you have to wake up every morning and reevaluate things. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking work, crazy. Dude, but you know what? I was talking to uh, my friend Mike about this the other day and it's funny that we uh like mike quit all internet except for for like email <laughs> he's one of those he's one of those like completely anti facebook and instagram and mike who do i know this guy mike mcmullen 
a rollerblader. He, he's a rollerblader. That name he sounds designed familiar. A lot, he's designed a lot for Volo, and he's a really he fucking. I ran Misery Loves with him, and he was he's awesome. He's like a really fucking awesome artist and human being. But like the reason he has distanced himself is because like he didn't like that like it's a constant branding effort like you only show your best self it's not like mcdonald's would come out and say like oh we have shitty beef but at least it's cheap like they say like we have the best hamburgers so it's like we're constantly we all do that now like we never show our true selves we just show like the best version of what we want people to perceive us as right (laughs) like i don't ever post pictures of me and brielle fighting no but like we fight you know what I mean? Like we get in really heated arguments that are very deep and hurtful to both of us. Yeah, yeah. But I don't ever – you don't share that. You share like we're at the lake having a great time. Look at how beautiful our sun is. <laughs> like everything's fucking great. And it, I mean it, in general it is but it's not really and that – I don't know. Like that creates this very fake facade of what the world is. It's very true, and it, it creates a very fake facade of what people's lives are like. Mm-hmm. And it's, e- it's very easy to start um, getting resentful about your own right. life when you're looking at other people's lives as this perfect, awesome yeah. thing, and they're always smiling, and they're always doing fun stuff. Yeah. And then you're, you have to do some annoying shit, and you're like, fuck, I wish I was this guy. It, he would <laughs> yeah, never have guy's... to do this. This guy's always just camping and he has nice sneakers and yeah. great clothing. Like all what these, is he... all these, all these fucking <laughs> mushroom blading guys. All they do is podcast and rollerblade. Yeah, and they Their land lives every are incredible. Trick. <laughs> Life is a, like the skate video thing. Like we put it to beautiful music and don't put any of the errors. Only perfect clips. Yeah, I guess that's why Wacky Mode was so brilliant. Oh, you're, 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 there we go. Finally, finally, you can see the brilliance. I get it now. Finally. I get it. Yes. That makes me so happy. Humility is a beautiful thing. Exactly. It's such a beautiful thing. That's why you guys are so uh, attractive to people because you do show the process. Like it's not always the finished product. Right. And there are these like long conversations where you could miss you know, miss where you might, what is it? Misspeak. Is that right? Is that the correct word? <laughs> Case in point. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're not fucking, always perfect. Uh, we're not always perfect, dude. My I love that about podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking miserable. Yeah. But if you look at like my, my feeds, like I have a sweet job, beautiful wife, great kid, take really cool pictures. Like, Shit's tight. Shit's tight. <laughs> 90% of the time, I can't figure out what the fuck I'm doing on Earth. <laughs> yeah, man. But I look like I'm killing it. But that 10% of the time, that's, oh, that's it. what it's about. It, it's not about being happy. It's just about putting really nice photos that make it look like you're really happy. Yeah, dude. And that, the fucking shit, dude. This, this is part of me and Mike's conversation because we were just talking about, like, the direction of our personal work and how especially as a photographer, like my personal work can be dictated by the amount of likes I get on Instagram. Like it determines the kind of photographs I take because I get a good feeling from all these likes about, you know, like I'll shoot like the most pointless shit, like a fucking building that's not moving. The sun hits it the same every single day. You know what I mean? Like I can shoot, like anybody could go and shoot an architecture photo. 
but it'll, right, it'll so, get so many likes, but like an actual human moment that's important to me, it'll get like 10, you know, it's just like, <laughs> right. So are you saying that like you're like what you look at as a successful photo is kind of determined by the amount of likes that it gets? No, I don't think any of my photos are successful on any level. Like I fucking hate everything I've ever done. Yeah. But to try to get to a place where I'm getting enough reassurance from the community at large <laughs> to make me think I'm doing a good job, I base it on likes. <laughs> and that's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like I should be doing it like I'm I'm getting away from that. I'm just saying that that's like the overall climate of like yeah. how a lot of artists act. Well, like, a lot of people, or you, yeah. I'm sure a lot of people have that same um, attitude like yeah I have the same attitude like when I sh- when I put a photo up and it gets a whole bunch of likes like I feel really good about the photo even though it doesn't mean anything right like the number it of means likes nothing it's some guy taking a shit at work on his break and he just scrolls past pushes like and keeps going it has no yeah. like emotional resonance no it doesn't it's just it's just a something to look at as you shit exactly <laughs> exactly yeah. And it's funny that this is such a new phenomenon that we're dealing with. Yeah. Like, I've, how old, like, I know Instagram is older than I've been on it, but I've only been on Instagram for maybe, what, a year? Or two years? Yeah. And like, all this shit, like, how I, many know, I love it. Do I, I do enjoy it. I enjoy, I enjoy it all, but you have to realize, like, how unimportant it is. No, it's completely, I, it's, I, Mike is very successful, right? Yeah. So it is a branding and marketing thing. So I think like true success is being able to operate professionally as an artist without the help of instant or Instagram or social media. You know what I mean? Like kind of use it to like get your name out there. And then as soon as you can exist with that, well, that's bullshit too. Cause nobody fucking really makes it off Instagram. There's like 10 people. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it can, it can help. I don't can know. It? I don't think there's, I don't think there's a point in completely abandoning it. I think it's a, it is a, an integral part of our world, whether we like it or not. I think we just yeah. have to take it for what it is and not let it, distract us too much right from like the real moment what is real there's like a real world that we are existing in the real world is so much easier to to win than the internet world dude it's easier to win what do you mean by that to win like i have a i have a i've been shooting a series of photos for the last six months and i have a gallery coming up and, like, I've posted kind of what I've been doing on my social media, you know. And there's people that like this and they like that and they're, like, supportive of it in that way. But they're not – they don't own a space that I'm going to put these photographs in or the print shop that's going to print the photographs or they're not going to send out any kind of fucking event invite things that help me get people to actually come and support what I'm doing. Right. Like, knocking on doors of galleries and talking to – art departments at different colleges and going to talk to the you know local print shop like those people are the people that are actually going to like feel your like how important 
your work is because totally. they're gonna yeah yeah they're gonna you know what I mean and yeah I guess it's it's more important to build those actual those real relationships yeah and so if you I don't think it happens anymore like for my job like a lot of people I do really good as a location scout and like I'll get a bunch of places every day and I I just go and knock on doors whereas a lot of people call in advance yeah. And they call in advance, and people can just put you to voicemail, or if you write an email, they might go to fucking spam. Yeah. They might not take you serious. But if you knock on somebody's door, nine times out of ten, people have nothing to do during the day. Yeah. <laughs> like, they might have one call or one email or one whatever. You can knock on any door, and they'll answer, and you tell them, like, you have something that can benefit them or an interesting conversation, and they'll let you in. It's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the more people depend on email and all that shit, like the easier it gets to win in the real world. Totally. You know what I mean? I guess it's are... a smaller pool of people now that are willing to actually knock on a door. Right. Which is sad, but it, it works to your advantage if, That's you're, sad for them. if you're one of those people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like the more people get caught up in the hype of the internet, it makes it so much easier to like operate outside of the internet. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just talking. No, that's a good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. For me, it, it makes it easy for yeah. my job. For, for us, like, we, we made videos long before the internet. And Absolutely. so we would, like, physically mail out, like, 20 VHS tapes to people. Um, or, like, if someone wrote us a letter saying that they wanted a video we would like mail it out and we were excited if like if we if we sent out like i think we sent out 80 vhs copies of uh okay buddy most of them just like free just to people that we liked yeah um and we were excited about that we were excited about people having the experience that that we created and and so going from that to having this technology where we can very easily share something with a few thousand people. That is really, really exciting and awesome for, for what we do. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you have to wonder if the experience that people are having is as, uh, as meaningful, you know, because, I think that people are, uh, Joe people is are a great very inundated though, right? and, and people are way more easily distracted. And when, when a video is just online and all they have to do is hit play and they've previously watched like 10 videos or a couple videos and they're going to watch a few more, um, they're definitely, their attention is less uh, exclusive to that video. Right. As opposed to like getting a tape in the mail. And they don't have the internet. But do we even have the ability to focus like that anymore anyway? No. Humans don't. They <laughs> At don't. least humans, <laughs> humans with the internet have, yeah, definitely way less ability to, to focus on one thing. And it's like just... imagine sitting there for 30 minutes and watching a DVD without picking up your phone. <laughs> yeah. And checking your online view count. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking internet, dude. Well, yeah, it's a double-edged sword. It's great, but it's also 
it also God. has its pitfalls and it's you know well i don't I, I don't know if you pay attention to like international politics at all but i think my negativity and my like some of this conversation is coming from a place of uh disappointment in my fellow countrymen what are you what are you disappointed with I'm just, you know, there's like these uh, hot button issues in the states right now, and there's like some very real um, issues with race and inequality and uh, murder. You guys, yeah, and you guns. guys have some serious <laughs> murders going on. It's like disgusting, and people can't figure it out. Like shit that. There it's isn't a problem horrible. with anywhere else, like all these school shootings and I mean, mass shootings. I think that, that just doesn't happen elsewhere. I mean, it happens. Rarely as shit, like extremely rarely. Yeah, dude. In the States, I, it's fucked that the, it's become just a regular occurrence. Dude, it's not even, it doesn't even hurt anymore when you see it. It's just like, no. oh, another one. Another one. Like it, it hurts, but you're so like conditioned to be ready for it. Like the in-between times, like those exist now like there's like this horrible fucking asshole in charleston that happened but there's another one coming you know what i mean yeah like this is the in-between time when motherfuckers need to figure shit out like when it when it happens everybody gets all hype about it for like a couple days and then it like calms down no changes are made (laughs) yeah and then another one happens you know what i mean and it's like the pundits on TV polarize the shit out of normal everyday people. And then you get that one guy that's a little too emotional or like didn't have the right kind of upbringing or whatever that starts listening to this fodder and this like hate speech and they overreact, you know, like it's really fucking horrible, dude. Like I'm such a, I don't, I couldn't hurt anybody. You know what I mean? And like, I grew up in a place where, we had bomb threats after Columbine and there was like, I watched kids get bullied by the popular kids. And like Columbine was, I don't know, man, like it's been happening my entire adult life. And like, I don't, it's just, I don't, there's no way you can convince the gun loving Americans to even consider making any changes to the policies in place. Yeah. Like there's no, wiggle room at all it's it's like all or nothing like no we want absolute control over the gun industry and we want to be able to buy whatever we want to buy we don't like any kind of like background check or information or testing or like requirements like a driver's permit is like out of the fucking question like they're not willing to budge and that's like the only thing a lot of other people see is like, fuck, man, maybe if it was harder to get guns or you had to like pass these tests or something, like maybe that would change things. But their, their rebuttal is always like, well, they'll just blow something up. Like they'll make a weapon or they'll, they'll use a machete or <laughs> I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy. It's horrible. Yeah. I don't know. Guns are the best tool for murder by far. By far. It's best so fucking tool. easy. You don't have to be strong. No. You don't have to be skilled. No skill. I had to yell at my wife real quick. Good. (laughs) Project that rage. I was. I was like, babe, trying to figure out the world's problems with... No. (laughs) (laughs) 
figuring this shit out. What do you guys do? You guys have guns, right? Oh, we have guns. I think they're just a lot harder to get. Does that irritate you? Does that make you feel like you're not free? (laughs) No. No. It drives people crazy. Like, the the suggestion suggestion that you want to talk about gun control will make people go fucking ballistic, dude. Like, they can't even comprehend the idea of talking about it. Yeah, that's a very uh, American sanct. It's it's just guns are so intertwined with freedom. <sighs> it's I don't, so dude, it's so delusional. Like, like we, I you okay, so let's let's um let's get educated. So in the United States, you can can you just walk into a Walmart and buy a gun? Yeah. And and you just so I could you go money, buy an assault rifle right now. Like a fucking gnarly ass M sixteen. I could just go buy one. Huh. See, I'm I'm not even really familiar with how it works in Canada because I've never bought a gun or owned a gun. Yeah. But I know you can't just go into Walmart and buy them. Do you have a fear that your government is going to overtake the citizens of Canada and no. put you in concentration camps? No, I'm more fearful that the United States <laughs> government will. <laughs> So, but do you believe that rhetoric? Like, I, like that is like a popular thing socially that we have to have powerful enough weapons to overthrow our government in case they try to um, enslave all of us. That is so fucked up that people that would is... have that that concern. <laughs> that is so fucked up. It's fucking. It's not gonna happen. The here's the like... fucked up. Here's the fucked up. Um, part of that fear and that statement is that the government is supposed to be made up of it is. the people. It is. And it is, yeah. The government is not separate from the people of the United States, dude. We are the government. It's mostly rich people, but they're fucking us. They're like They're not. people. And you'd have to convince the entire army to overthrow the people of the country. Like, it's not, it's just such like this sketchy, far-fetched, paranoid delusion. But it's completely normal for people to feel that way. Yeah. It's like, it's a constant, like, fear-driven society. Yeah, that's, that's exactly Every, what it is. Everybody's afraid. Yeah. And it's just like, what are you fucking people afraid of, dude? Like, we have control of it. Like, we're good. Yeah. It, well, there's – it's a shame that, like, the, the, news, the news is, like, so made up, of, made up of murders and people doing bad things to each other. And, like, people – you flick on CNN or the news and it's basically just an hour of, like – this person got murdered, this person beat up this person, this person raped this person, this person stole from this person, this person molested this person. It's just like constant, like, people are evil, people are evil, people are evil. And and that's just drilled into you. Yeah. And and then you go out and it's like, hey, how's it going? Hey, what's up? (laughs) You might try to kill me. (laughs) It's a beautiful day. But in the back of your head, you're thinking... This guy's oh, fucked fuck, up. Oh, he's fuck, being oh, nice fuck. to me, but he's got a gun and he's going to go shoot up a bunch of people. Ugh. And and the thing is like, yeah, that happens, but it's so fucking rare. It's yeah. so fucking rare. Like you can't even call it news. It's not even that's not what is going on. That's not 
the norm. That's Dude, like this fuck. The news should be just called like fucking freak show. Yeah, absolutely. It should be called like, this. The happened. worst things possible happening today. Yeah, the odds of that happening <laughs> or you experiencing that is is so small, but so small. But you're you you see it so much that you start to get a distorted worldview. Dude, you have to turn the you have the choice to not read into that bullshit. Like there it's five channels 24 hours a day that are getting advertisement dollars based on you staying put on that fucking channel. Yeah. Like you're just a fucking little sheep. Like you're being controlled by the ad dollars and them keeping you on that channel by making it like this urgent world shifting event has just happened and in general it's like it's not, dude. It's not like no. I'm my job requires me <clears throat> like I look for structures before anything, you know what I mean? Like if I have to find a church that looks a certain way or a gas station that looks from a certain period, I have to go to where that gas station is regardless of what kind of neighborhood it is, what socioeconomic group it is, what kind of church I'm like congregation it is. And I go into fucking every different neighborhood, everybody's fucking cool. Not everybody but most of the people are fucking rad yeah. and they're super nice. Like when you go skate, it's like going skating, dude. You go yeah. to any skate spot, you go to the skate spot because it's a good skate spot. And, and usually or oftentimes good skate spots are in quote unquote sketchy areas. Right. So it's so healthy to go to quote unquote sketchy areas and, and realize that most of the people there are really nice. Yeah, Absolutely. Like, but <laughs> a lot of people cool. like, okay, even in Kamloops, which this is a really funny example because Kamloops is such a, a relatively tame, relatively friendly city in Canada. Um, but even here, there's, there's an, it's called the North shore and right. it's, it's basically, it's like the, I guess the less rich side of Kamloops. Right. And oftentimes you hear people from the South Shore like saying like, oh, I, I never go to the North Shore like, <laughs> or like, That's oh, you, so is that on the North Shore? And it's like, are you serious? Like the North Shore in relation? Yeah, they might have a little bit less money. There might be a little bit less crime. There might be a few more, quote unquote, sketchy people. But when you go over there. It's really beautiful geographically, and 99.9% .9 of the people you run into are very friendly. Right. But, like, people still have... I guess Fear. people love to kind of have that attitude where they, they think they live in the nice place. Right. And there's a bad place out there. Like, yeah. it's almost like that attitude makes where they live seem better. Yeah. But it's actually really unhealthy because it just makes you more closed-minded and 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 more distorted yeah man absolutely so yeah I, I i love that about skating that that you you go to those places yeah man and and that's great that you have a job that kind of pushes you to to go out dude it's fu it's rad because yeah. it's uh like my job instead of going somewhere to skate something i'm going somewhere and i'm usually bringing money and opportunity so it's a completely different interaction that I have. Cool. But same basic idea. Yeah. It's like just a more welcoming. People must be really stoked to see you. Sometimes. Or, or I mean, but, I mean, 
once they once they learn who you are and and learn what you're doing, they must be yeah. excited, right? So you said the North Shore is the the quote unquote sketchy neighborhood. Yeah, and that's like where the skate park is, and um, I f- I find that the people in my North Shore are much more friendly and welcoming than the people in my South Shore. <laughs> yeah, oftentimes that's true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like really friendly and open and nice, and then I go to the South Shore, the quote unquote nice area, <clears throat> and people are like, you know, just don't want to even fucking have a conversation with me. It's based true. On more delusions. more fearful. Absolutely. More they think you're up to something. Image. Dude, I fucking I had to scout mansions. The <laughs> the last thing I was working on, I swear to God, three different people asked me like very seriously for ID in case I was casing them. Wow. And this wasn't this was like a very normal thing for them to ask me this. And I was like very offended. <laughs> like this one woman, she was like, Do you have ID? Or do you have I was like my production office called you like you're aware that what we're doing like i'm just following up you know she was like yeah but you know you never know people could you know people could be casing the place and i just i looked <laughs> well, at her you are a like, pretty fucking sketchy dude oh yeah i'm completely <laughs> fucking sketchy dude i looked at her and i was like i was like you know what you caught me i was like if the whole movie industry thing doesn't work out i'm gonna i'm gonna rob rich people <laughs> She was just like blown away in her doctor's scrubs, you know, she's like a neurosurgeon or whatever. And it was just horrible. Yeah. But there's also, you know, really nice people in those neighborhoods too. Yep. Yep. You know? Yeah. <laughs> those neighborhoods. Those, those neighborhoods. Fucking, those rich cunts. <laughs> fucking assholes. <laughs> oh, so you live in Atlanta. Have you ever met the the ATL twins? Uh, I mean, I don't, I haven't like met them on a personal level, but yeah, we've, we've crossed paths in the past. Yes. Hmm. They're fucking worthless. They're just fans of, (laughs) they're like the worst dudes. They represent all these like delusional things that people think they want to do, but they would never have the nerve to actually do. Like they're (laughs) openly drug addicts that like, you know, that have weird incestuous relationships with fucking one woman at a time. Like <laughs> they shouldn't be called the, there's much more talented twins in Atlanta than those guys. They're very, they're, <laughs> they're very interesting. They're fun. Are they? Are they? Yeah. They're fun. <sighs> I don't know. I guess they just used to be like these dudes that would come to these shows that we would put on. And I don't know. I just, yeah, they're tight. I mean, I get, I get why they're interesting. <laughs> like, I get it, you know. I'm just, I'm not about that life anymore, you know. It's not yeah. like, I, got I just you. don't see I any value understand. in it. I don't think we need that right now. Right. Like, I get the appeal, but, like, it's the same appeal. Like, that, like, far fucking out delusional shit is the same thing as that fear-based news. Well, like, I can it's under- not reality. I can understand the... The fact that they don't really do anything. They don't do anything. Dude. But they, they do. Aren't they like... Uh, they're like Models? No, they're like... Um, they work for a lawyer. They're like uh, investigators. I See, I, I don't know. I haven't been following them closely enough. I guess maybe they're investigators. They're very interesting dudes because, you know, they're all gangster and shit. Like, they wear, like, 
jewelry and baggy clothes and gold teeth and shit. But by day, but during the day, those guys are both in suits with slick back hair and they're like, they're working. And that's, you know, and that's the thing. That's like the, the Facebook, Instagram facade thing we're talking about. It's just uh, like, is it <laughs> right? Is it more valuable for them to say, hey, we're like hardworking lawyers? Like, that's not interesting to people because people like to think that, you know, it's dangerous outside and that there's like thugged out kids that are twins that, you know what I mean? They used to, they used to have a, they almost married a rollerblader actually. Married a funny, rollerblader? Funny story. Yeah, there was a, this girl that rollerbladed. Her name, I think, was Stephanie or something. She was a stripper. And they, uh, there's like a vice story about how they fell in love with this girl and they went and had dinner with her family and <laughs> they wanted to marry her. But that girl was a rollerblader. She actually had like a Rosie's barcode tattooed on her for Whoa. her first pair of skates and shit. Like, she was a really nice, cool person. Crazy. So they're basically rollerbladers. <laughs> yeah, basically. So what else what can a, you what tell about me about a, uh, powwow? Powwow. Um, <clears throat> that rollerblading is really fucking cool. Yeah. And that there's a lot of different... That it's finally happening where, like, all different, um, you know, types of skating are coming together in one event and thriving in that environment like blake taylor's done a really good job of making sure that it's a very uh open contest with a lot of different styles of skating yeah like he's he wants to push like he goes he's got different setups he's got a fucking big wheel setup he loves to go mash around like he's not like a one-dimensional guy you know so he wants to make he understands that you know if you've got skates on you're one and the same you know like everybody needs to come together and work together to i don't know have i don't even know to make it yeah. bigger or whatever well, the fuck no, the goal I think, is I, I think having the different uh cliques and different uh segregation in role biting is so bad for the sport yeah, i agree and it's so it's so dumb like yeah we really need to realize that all different types of role blades have a have a purpose and there's nothing better or worse about them it's just they give you different capabilities and they teach you to to use your skates in different ways yeah and there's no like the idea that like an aggressive skate is cooler than a big wheel skate or vice versa it's just um it's kind of limiting it's kind of limiting who could potentially come into the sport and what people could potentially do on rollerblades. I yep. think it's really important to embrace um, all different types of technology and really embrace experimentation. Absolutely. Because like I was Isn't all skating experimentation? Like what like is that the thing that skating falls victim to is that like the things that are liked get like everybody starts doing that thing, like everybody starts dressing that certain way or skating that certain way. Probably. Like I think skating is a victim of the internet for sure, where it's like there's all this negativity towards certain things. And then people get the idea in their head that they can't be that or do that because that's like uncool or not popular. I think a lot of pros 
I think a lot of pros are falling into that <laughs> trap where where they th- that where they think that they can't um, experiment with different technology because that's like not core or like they'll be they'll lose credibility because you don't see a lot of pros um, riding different types of setups and I know that no. that might have to do with like the companies that they have signed contracts with but right but that's yeah that's a i think that's a very real issue that's sad as fuck but i think that i'm you i'm, pretty, you I'm confident that that will slowly change i'm you, really you confident you can't build a house with just a hammer no I mean, you need a variety of tools exactly in order to to build a a, a nice solid home exactly you know you need exactly. your saw and you want to develop new tools to allow you to do it better and, and more efficiently. Exactly. You want to be open to that. No, 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 no. Just a hammer. Just a hammer. Hey, bro, I'm fine with my hammer. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't need all this, like, I don't need this cement and shit. I've God, got wood and fucking, nails. Are That's we all as I corny need. as, like, we can't be that corny. We, we shouldn't. Our culture shouldn't be that fucking delusional like that's just like the annoying people that get afraid of the news like no 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 i can't yeah. change because like you know this shit right here is the shit bro yeah fuck that other shit that shit is not nah that change right there we don't need that change we need to stay exactly how we are right now because if we change that could be bad <laughs> yeah in fact what we need to go we need to go back <laughs> we need to go back we need to go back to when when it was real Yes. This shit just, it's, we're going in the wrong direction. We, well, that, isn't that the funny thing is that, like, the beginning is similar to the future? Like, 72 millimeter wheels were standard back in the day, and now they're coming back to that. Yeah. And people, like people will actually comment, like, I don't understand why we're moving backwards. <laughs> people said that about Dustin Latimer. In his last couple yeah. sections. Yeah. People hated on his words. They section. hated Yeah, it was like, shut the fuck up. This guy is so much more advanced than you. His progress, just because you can't comprehend it, doesn't mean he's moving backwards or he's not skating as good. He's skating in a progressed and futuristic way. And yeah. you just can't comprehend that shit yet. Yeah. I think but here again, again, I think we are we're projecting this general attitude amongst yeah. like rollerblading based yeah. on a few really stupid comments that didn't have That's a lot true. of thought behind them. I think right. people were just simply putting out some negativity because they felt shitty about their own skating or shitty about their life. And yeah. so we get this idea like, oh, all these rollerbladers, this is how they think. They're they don't like us. They hate mushroom blading. Yeah, they're like I saw the gnarliest dudes loving mushroom blading happening in real life. Yeah, and then I think a downhill most race. People are open to to and then to female skating. Like they're the powwow is a great example of how in the real world we're a very unified, diverse group of people. Yeah. We're good. If the rest of the world could just be like us, man. That's true. <laughs> like, literally, like, all across the world, like, you could go anywhere and get along with people. But then you look at, like, political situations, and it's fucking crazy. Like, right now, I watched, a, like, I watched this fucking 
this Vice episode about this looming war with Russia. Like, the United States and Russia have been posturing for the last, like, year or two. <laughs> like, threatening each other with war. Like, Jeez. I'm not at fucking war with Boris Geisner. Like, that's my fucking buddy. Like, I love that dude. Yeah. He sent me clips for the Dirty Show. Like, we talk online. We comment on each other's shit. We like each other's photos. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm never going to be at war with Boris, ever. I don't give a fuck what a political regime or governor, like, any kind of government says. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, rollerbladers are worldwide. We are the Illuminati, the New World Order type yeah. of mentality where we all get along. We're all, like, kind of one way, you know? <laughs> and we're peaceful. Like, there's... I don't know. I always, I think that'd be like an interesting documentary to make, like just show that through the silliest, funniest, most random thing, you know, you can have this global worldview that's kind of advanced and peaceful. Yeah. I mean, rollerbladers hate each other and everybody talks shit on the internet. (laughs) But I think it, no, I think in general, we are all cool with each other. We are. People just focus on... These select yeah c- dude because i see dude i see people complimenting your shit and sharing your shit and loving on your shit more way more often than i see people saying negative things way more often like it's got to be 90 percent of the time people are saying super positive things towards mushroom blading and what you guys do you know but those 10 percent, that shit fucking hurts dude like not me i know that you don't care about anything and yada yada <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're above emotion. <laughs> I'm sitting by a creek right now. <laughs> but those ten percent, it might not fucking hurt you. Like, like, uh, like you might be able to cope with it now. But like that shit is sticks out in your head more than like the positive shit. Well, here, like when somebody here's how I look at it. It's not even it's not even rollerblading specifically. It's just yeah. the internet. It's just anything, any, look at any music video, any, anything that's on Vimeo, YouTube, there's going to be negative comments. That's just like, it just is. Yeah. It's like, look at any garden. There's going to be weeds and it's not, it's not because (laughs) there's something wrong with the garden. It's just because weeds just happen. And and like, it's it's really, I think it's a mistake to, to make to project that onto rollblading and say, oh, rollblading's fucked. Rollblading, rollbladers are so negative. Rollbladers this and that. No, rollbladers like, are fucking rad. Yeah, a small percentage of people, when they get online, just kind of like, they don't have wives to shit on, so they, like, sh- they <laughs> post negative comments. Oh, shit. You just All gotta, my negative You gotta get a go wife so wife. you can project your negativity <laughs> properly. Fuck. Like a man. Right, Kevin? No, I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. I'm becoming more feminist as I age. Oh, I'm I'm very... I, I think that women should rule the world. Absolutely, dude. We fucked it up. We, yeah, we did. We blew our opportunity. So we should just hand the reins over and apologize and do what you know, we're told for a while. That's honestly... Like, if I had that level of control, I would just put women in control and just... Support. Tell all the guys to like come with me and we'll just skate and fucking make each other laugh and drink beer and just <laughs> let the women take care of all the bullshit. Ugh. 
They do, in a way, right? Like, even throughout history, like, they you know, do. it's fucking... That's the I funny th- part. The funny part is that, on paper, it was the men that were, like, on control, dictating everything, making the laws and shit. But in, right. in reality, their wives were probably just, like, making them do all the shit. Right. And then, or also, like, guiding them when they get on that slick, dumb shit. Yeah. Your wife just gives you that look like you're a fucking idiot and you know that you're wrong. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and then you yell at them. Then, yeah. In a defensive way. Exactly. <laughs> Let me live so my life. Just... <laughs> it's not all about you. Yeah. I mean, I think that we have natural fucking things that we're fighting off constantly, right? Like on both sides. Yeah. Like my fucking, I know that like, if we're generalizing and being sexist that like my wife probably wants me to be a more consistent provider, <laughs> you know, like I'm, don't get me wrong. I like, I kill shit, <laughs> but like, it's always up in the air as to whether or not I'm going to choose to continue to kill shit or if I just don't feel like doing shit for a while, you know? Right. And, and I'm sure that like stresses her out, but she has to advance also. We have to move towards the center where we both have a better understanding of each other and we strip down the layers that our parents taught us and the ways that our parents taught us how to treat women and how, what, like, their role is and what our role is. Like, those are – they just seem like delusional control methods. And I, could, I hope that my son is better to women than I ever have been. That's a good hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's unfortunate that like the rest of the world exists or else i could probably accomplish that <laughs> yeah that's gotta that's tough about being a parent is that you only have a certain amount of control or influence over your child and and most of most of the influence is going to come from the world yeah which is scary it is scary you, just, you can just kind of you can have your points that you give them and hopefully they listen. But at the end of the day, they really need to say, fuck you, mom and dad. And yeah. Yeah. Make their own mistakes, make their own decisions. I know, dude. It's just so like, that shit is like the scariest, most difficult feeling knowing that my son is going to like have to deal with the shit that I dealt with. Yeah. That, and, and it's scary, but it's also, it's also so necessary to it is. develop as a person but yeah i hear you like it's you don't want your kid to suffer you don't want your kid to go through hard shit i don't, dude, I don't shit, want to have embarrassing shit i don't want to have to explain to him why a fucking like person hates another person because of just their skin tone yeah like i don't want to have to explain why mass shootings occur like what my perception of mass shootings is like that's like why war happens why we have why there's like all that shit's it's just terrible that like we haven't as a species figured out a better way yet and we keep leaving the world a shitty fucking place for our kids and future generations well yes in in certain aspects there's a lot of good people though kevin (laughs) thank you todd You just need to fucking move to Canada. Get out I of that do, godforsaken man. land. It's no, no, I can't because if I fucking give up, 
if I that's like the whole thing is like we have to stay here. Like I have to I'm in the south, dude. Like <laughs> Confederate flags fly in my fucking neighborhood. Like that shit is like a treasonous fucking flag. Like it stands it was a literally a group of people that went to war with the United States of America to try to become their own country and based they, on fucking didn't we they lost oppose sla- uh the end of slavery? Yes. And people will defend it, and they say, no, man, it's just our heritage. It's my southern pride. It's like, no, it's not. Like, I fucking went to school. Like, these people that say that it's not about racism. Dude, I'm telling you fucking right now, I went to school with fucking rednecks that flew the shit out of the Confederate flag. They are racist. They do not like black people. That is a real thing. Yeah. And it shouldn't be washed over. Like, that needs to be. It's tough, right? Because it is true that the confederate flag like they were opposed to ending slavery and all that shit but but they they did also stand for other things didn't they like what i i don't know i don't know but they wanted, isn't that just they one say aspect that it's, i mean no they say that it's states rights but it was states rights to control their economy in a way that they wanted to which included free labor which Slave. made things substantially better for the person running the the businesses that's so fucked up (laughs) yeah it's fucked up dude dude, there's a fucking mountain that i climb called stone mountain right down the street from my house and there's fucking confederate generals these relief sculptures carved into the side of the fucking mountain like 40 foot tall faces of the confederate generals that fought against the united states of america but the beautiful thing is that that neighborhood surrounding the mountain has become a it's like the largest population of refugees in Atlanta. Whoa. So there's weird. these people from all across the world that go and they hike this mountain. So no matter how hard those guys fought on the front of that mountain, and no matter, matter how like, hard the southern rebels are still fighting, like, they're not going to beat progress and they're not going to beat people coming together and doing positive things like exercising and praying on the top of a mountain. And, like oh. there's... It's you see Buddhist monks up there. You see fucking wow. people praying to fucking Allah. Like you that's see, beautiful. in a way, in a way, that's a, a kind of a beautiful symbol. It really is, dude. That yeah, you can you can fight your war that you think is so important and give your life to it, but at the end of the day, like the the better way to exist is usually going to win in time. I mean, there might be a a phase of stupidity and ignorance, but that'll only last so long. It doesn't matter what you do. It's, it's gonna go the right direction. Dude, it's such a rad reminder. Like that's like part of the reason I hike the mountain is just to see that happening. Like these dudes fought against this happening. And now there's, like, this beautifully diverse population of people that enjoys the mountain together in this rad way. Yeah. Like, it's people exercise. They go together and they exercise and they pray and they fucking, like, it's just this, I just sit up there and watch people, man, like, and meditate. And it's yeah. fucking awesome. That's very cool. Did the, 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 But if I leave, if I, if I go to Canada, it's like one more rational person that's existed outside of his own bubble. You know what I mean? Like, because people will listen to me because I am Southern. So if I'm having a conversation, like a polite Southern conversation, and I can say something or teach somebody one thing that'll help them open up their eyes, like, you have to have people that are willing to live in an uncomfortable way at times 
in order to make things better. Yeah, it like sounds Martin like Luther. you feel a very strong sense of responsibility socially. I do, absolutely, man. My mom beat that into my head, you know? Yeah. My mom works with disabled adults. We've talked about this. So it's I've always felt like I have to stand up for people or the right thing or love or peace or whatever. Like I, I like the idea of humans working together to get to a better place. Definitely. It's a cool thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of of people being nice. Yeah, be nice. What do you guys deal with in Canada? Like, what are the annoying... Like, what's the most annoying hot-button issue in Canada? Us? <laughs> I'm not, I don't know if... Really, like, there's... I don't know if there's hot-button issues. Like, you think of the, the American ones, like um, gay marriage and uh, guns. We don't, we don't give a shit about either of those things. Right. And there's... Yeah. Um, what I about mean, taxes? Taxes, but I mean, we, I live in a place that taxes are very high. Right. But myself, my attitude towards taxes is that I feel good as a citizen to contribute. That's how I feel. Like, especially since we have so many fucking skate parks that got yeah. built out of taxpayers' money and we have right. nice roads to drive on. We have like garbage collection. Like, there's so many things that make our lives easier and and more enjoyable that I don't mind giving a large percentage of my earnings to the government. Right. And and I think a lot of people have that same kind of idea even though they might complain a little bit like it is hard to to be broken and give away all like a, a lot of money, but Yeah. You have when you sit back and think about it, it's like, okay, what am I getting in return? And, and hopefully you, you, you like to think that that money is being pay, uh, spent responsibly, even though, right. yeah, of course there's a lot of waste, but it's Absolutely. just like human beings that are trying to do their best and also at the same time get paid, you know? Yeah. So it's not a perfect system, but I think we're doing well. Um, hot button issues. There, there really isn't like, God, that's amazing. Like not, you have to feel so good waking up and just like being happy and doing your best as an individual. Well, like I said, I still have many moments where I'm negative as shit and I'm an asshole about your fucking yard irrigation. Yeah. (laughs) Like I have to get into very real verbal disagreements with people on like Southern heritage and pride and racism. Like that shit sucks, dude. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that. Yeah, that would be very difficult, especially like as a father, like having your kid around and like people are making ignorant comments. Dude, yes. That would be very, very frustrating. It's very frustrating. Um, I've, I've been so impressed, like since I became a parent, very impressed with how people act around their kids. Yeah. It's mind you it's like it's younger kids so there isn't really any conflict to deal with. Right. Um but I think people are really generally conscious of how they behave in front of their children. Yeah, man. And how they interact with other adults like 
people are just really friendly and cool. It does make you a bit more mindful of the consequences of your words and actions, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it, there's, yeah, there's definitely a, a consequence to it, you know. When you're, when you're living the single life, you're not really responsible for setting an example. Fuck. Those are the days when you can be a complete scumbag. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait. But it's also when I'm like fifty, my, oh, daughter, yeah, dude. my daughter will be twenty and I can be a fucking scumbag again. <laughs> Just sit on the porch and be a dick. Yeah, I can't wait. To whippersnappers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yell at people for skating. <laughs> yeah. Fucking so have it's... have you been skating at all? No, dude, I haven't. No. I saw and there was like an edit that got put up like a few months ago and you were ripping. I mean, it's, it's still there. It's just I don't have – like I've tricked myself into thinking that this opportunity that I've had in my career path is worth replacing the things that I love. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Like, dude, I'm fucking – I make so much more money than I made before I started doing this. I'm still fucking broke. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like nothing's really changed, Fuck. and I, now I just don't have as much time as I used to have for myself. Now, granted, my my Brielle doesn't have to work anymore, which is like fucking huge, and she gets to spend time with our son, which she didn't get to do for years. And that's awesome. So that's awesome, and I love that feeling of providing for my my wife and my kid. Yeah. Like a good man like supposed a good to do. Man. You're a good like a man, man supposed to do. Yeah. But the reality is that Brielle is much more intelligent than I am and can do much more for the greater good of humanity than I ever will. So it's mm-hmm. we're still trying to figure things out. Like she's a very intelligent person and a really caring uh biologist. She works with animals. Yeah. So like she's had this idea in her head, like, oh I'm gonna be a stay at home mom, it's gonna be great. Can't wait. But she, now that she is and I work all the time, like I don't get to skate, so I'm not as I'm not feeding that part of myself, and she doesn't get to be a biologist, so she's not feeding that part of herself, and right. so we're just in this really weird place, like because skating makes me happy, you know, and biology makes her happy, so we're both kind of like lost right now. We don't feel like we're. Well, it kind of sounds like you guys are both realizing that. Yeah, through, we are through the abstinence of these things that are important to you yeah you're realizing that you're realizing how important they are to you yeah so. i'm very thankful for skating now like the reason i don't skate is because i can't skate enough i know that sounds stupid but like it frustrates me when i do skate that i'm not good like i want to be like mentally and physically i'm not as uh aligned as i used to be yeah so it frustrates me so bad and I get so depressed about it that it like bums me out. I don't even get the same sense of joy. Well, that, that just... makes a lot of sense Yeah. because skating definitely is more fun when you can put rip. a lot of time and energy into it. Yeah, yeah. And rip. It's not as fun when you can only go once in a while and you're not as good. Your body's not as conditioned for it. Yeah. It's definitely more frustrating and I think yeah. that's that's such a common thing that happens to people. Yeah, but I I tell 
I tell Chris and David, like those are the, like, the guys that I hang out with that still skate. Blake and Julian, and Julian Ba, like those. I still hang out. With, like those are my best friends. You know. Yeah. Like those are like the only people I feel like I can relate to socially. And they give me like that's like because they're all filming and they're like fucking ripping and they're traveling the world and like they're still like doing it, you know. So like I'm just a fan of them and you guys and all my friends. Like I'm just a fan of skating now for now (laughs) (laughs) until I liberate myself from this fucking job. (laughs) It sounds like you need to be friends with shittier rollerbladers. No, like maybe if you you had some like like if you were friends with joey and i and you lived in the same city and you could come skating with us you'd probably feel a lot better about yourself and have more fun like if you're trying to fucking go skating with david sizemore and julian baugh they're very supportive i don't care you're gonna feel like you (laughs) suck like those guys are incredible i don't feel that way trust me okay (laughs) I'm very, like, I'm still confident, when I, like, in my skating. Like, I love my skating. Yeah, you got tricks. <laughs> I got tricks, dog. Like, and they they respect me as, like, an elder, an AT elder. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, they'll film me, and, like, they still throw me a bone, and, like, they, like, understand the importance that skating has in my life. So, like, I I don't know. I don't. You guys are fuck. You guys make me feel like shit when I watch what you're doing. Like I know that I can do tricks on rails or ledges or like sh- like that kind of skating. I know I can do. But like when I watch you guys skate, I'm like, holy fucking advanced level of like free skating. You know, like because I'm more attracted to that as an older man. Like I want to do things that have less of an impact and are like more fluid. You know. Yeah. It, but I like to get to where you guys are at or to get to even a place where I can do things that are, are real tricks or like, do you know what I mean? Like things that I plan out in my head and then accomplish in the real world. Yeah. Like to get to that level physically and mentally would take like it's like starting all over again. And I that would make me feel like I suck <laughs> more than more than Julian and those guys do. <laughs> yeah, that might be. That might be a really hard thing, um, but that might be just what you need. That's true. Like some kind of just a new direction. Yeah. That's maybe weird at first, but once you kind of start getting in that groove, it'll give you like such a fucking charge. Yeah. That um, it'll really push you. I don't know. It, dude, it's no, it's pushed. I see your influence on. It's fucking weird, right, that, like, Canada has its own way of skating and we're just next-door neighbors. But, like, you guys – it's this is a very general thing to say. But, like, that new wave Canadian mushroom blading shit that's happening, like, you guys have influenced a whole country of skaters. Or the people that are, like, dominating what kind of content comes out of Canada. Yeah, there's a lot of rippers in Canada. Like – Hey, buddy. Did that. Sorry. That's all right. This is why the phone thing doesn't work, eh? Um, yeah. I wonder. <laughs> you'd have to, like, set your notif- notifications and all that shit to leave it yeah. on. But, but this has been really good anyway. Uh, how are you doing for time? 
I'm still good, dude. You good? I'm going to forego lunch. I just had coffee, so I guess that'll, you know. I don't know. Do you want to keep going? How do you feel? Yeah, you we think can we're doing keep... a good job? Yeah, we can keep going for a little bit. I've got yeah. some shit that I want to do today, but um, let's do it in another few minutes for sure. Yeah, because I was just starting to like properly hang off your nuts. Yeah, exactly. We can't have you know a podcast I mean? without you like I was, flattering me to shit. I was, I was feeding your ego at this point. And that's yeah. like, I like doing that. I need that ego feed. No, but I think I think even more than than how we've influenced things, it's really Leon and Shop Task. Okay. Because um, right. like you know, he's got shops all across Canada, and he's really pushed um, big wheels uh, yeah. in his shops, and like pretty much all his employees that run those shops are like big wheel rippers. Yeah. So that's a real huge. Um, way to really change the the culture and to get that technology into people's hands. Jesus, dude, you guys have skate shops, open-minded skating. Your concerns of the day are f- your irrigation. <laughs> hey, man, irrigation is a fucking pain in the ass. Canada sounds so fucking great. <laughs> On my you fucking got- quarter-acre house. God damn, it's so big. So much irrigation. So much irrigation, dude. It's horrible. You guys both have houses, right? Yep. You both have good jobs? Yep. College educations? Uh, diplomas. Diplomas that were paid for, like your education was paid for completely by the state? No, 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 no. No. Oh, so there's a chink in the armor. We do not get... We pay extremely high tuition. Do you? This ain't but no is it, France. Is it, is it deducted from your paychecks, or do you have to pay with student loans like we do? Um, we have student loan uh, programs for sure. Yeah. Um, Grants and tuition and all that good stuff. Yeah. I, I, got, I got into a position like I didn't go to college after high school. I worked a lot. And basically just saved up enough money to go to school. It's very responsible of you. Yeah. Money's that's really like, important to me. That's good. I really value financial security and I really look forward to retirement. Yeah. And yeah, you got to get that paper, son. You got to get that paper, dog. Yeah. Getting the paper is a good feeling. It is a good feeling. <laughs> there's so much paper to be had. Yeah, there's so much paper to be had, and there's so much you can do with that paper. There and really once is. Once you get the paper, then you have the paper. You can make more paper with the paper. Exactly. Once you have a lot of paper, you can get paid for having paper. It's like that hilarious, uh, one of my favorites, uh, Uh, Fuck, the comedian, the most famous comedian in the world, Louis C.K. Yes. He's got that bit about how he was really broke and he only had $5 and the bank called him and was like, you don't have money. We need to, we need to, you you don't have enough money in your account, so you need to pay like $10 or whatever, like the bank fee. And then if you have a lot of money, then the bank gives you money. Yeah. 
So the bank <laughs> basically just takes money from the people who don't have money and gives it to the people who have a lot of money. Ugh. <laughs> it's like, it's such a disgusting reality, but it's just reality, man. That's just reality. Yeah. And you can either play the game or have your money stolen from you every week by rich people. Yeah. So you can either be in a position where you get your money taken away or you can be in a position where you get money. Fuck. It's just the way it is. So. Dude, the way it is is nuts, huh? My sister's a warlord of the paper. Is she? She is. She, like, buys properties and rents them out to people. And nice. She's, like, full warlord of of paper she has her own business she's got like 10 of these little painting studios nice. where people come in like you know they don't they come in and drink wine and they like make paintings of they make replicas of a like a painting like they all decide they're gonna paint this apple tree or whatever yeah they come in and they do their own rendition of the apple tree and drink wine and socialize nice she's it's very successful cool. like she's got all these things and she's just she's always been a warlord of the paper and i i look up to her for that Nice. It's not even, it's not even that I care about nice things because I don't care about nice things at all. Yeah. Like I wear shitty clothes, not shitty, but I mean inexpensive. Right. I, my, I drive an, a, it's a newer vehicle, but I don't give a shit about, well, it'd be nice to drive a Porsche or something, but I don't really care that much about driving like a ball in car. I don't care about having a ball in mansion i just want simple functional things you know what what is important to me is just having time yeah dude yes <laughs> i want i want to have more freedom more free time yeah and when you have more 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 money you can have more free time i guess it's kind of a catch-22 because you can if you don't give a shit about money you can just not work and right. have all the fucking free time you want but like i have a kid i i i'm a i like to be comfortable at least like i like to have a, a nice bed like a mattress yeah a couch a, a nice couch to sit on like things like that like not Air balling shit but like normal <laughs> comfortable shit solid tv yeah, solid. New, new socks when you need them. New socks. Yeah. I want like a nice Fresh skate iPhone. Good a nice camera computer. to document. <laughs> I want someone to look after my goddamn irrigation system so I don't have to fucking work on it. And stress out about it. Yeah, someone to come over and pick the weeds so I can go inline skating. Simple things, a... Kevin. <laughs> These things are so simple <laughs> a massage can i can i get a massage a massage a watch jesus handmade in italy do you have you have you ever gotten a massage like a legit massage um not really i mean my girl gives pretty good massages no i, I mean like I don't go to a professional to get like yeah issue like legit massages yeah from like a registered massage therapist masseuse it's very it's different than like a nice massage that your girl would give you it's like painful like deep tissue shit yeah and while you're getting it it basically feels like you're getting just charlie horses all over your body 
Jesus and it can dude. be really, really painful. But then afterwards, you just feel so fucking loose and good. Like they just work away like scar tissue and stuff. That sounds fucking amazing. It's incredible. Dude, taking a piss in this cup right now feels amazing. <laughs> are you? Are you? That's impressive. I'm really good at it. I'm really impressed with your commitment to this podcast. In the car. Yeah. What? In the so in lot. what kind of uh, container are you peeing into? Starbucks cup. Oh, nice. That would work pretty good. Venti. I don't know. I don't. I've never <laughs> pissed into a cup. That's fucking. When you're a location scout. <laughs> you're constantly on the road you know what i mean yeah and you may or may not know where the the closest restroom is oh dude so I... you have to get good at uh peeing in a receptacle in the car i came <laughs> very very close to shitting my pants uh Ugh. on saturday that's horrible like so close it was very very scary we were we were skating that's the worst feeling dude yeah, we we were we were skating. We got up at six in the morning, me and Joey, and we went to the skate park. And right when we got there, Joey's like, "Oh, I've got to leave. I've got to go back to the hotel. I need to go take a shit." So so he's like, "Are you good here? You'll just stay here and and look after the gear." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, sure." Shit. And then as soon as he pulled out, it just, just fucking hit me. Oh god. And it was like, "Oh god, I fucked up. I fucked oh, up." Shit. <laughs> And here I am, like, I can't go try to find a place to shit because I have, like, all this gear, all his skates, his camera, tripod, all that shit. Oh, my God. And I'm just, I'm turtle-heading. That's insane. Like, I'm, I'm questioning my ability to hold in my shit. Like, it was so intense because I've been, I've been taking dancing this around? What's that? Ah, uh, were you dancing around? Like, yeah, I was, doing, I was the doing the pace, crunch? like, the yeah. tiptoe, like, on my tiptoes. And finally, Joey pulled in, and, and I was, like, walking hunched over in the parking lot. <laughs> and I just said to him, like, I have to shit so bad. And, and my plan at that point was to get in the car and drive somewhere. But then he's like, yeah. why don't you check out? There's an arena right there. And I was like, yeah, good call. And I went into the arena. And I'm walking down this long hallway just hoping that there's a bathroom. <laughs> Slow motion. Yeah. And in my head, I'm like, there's either – there's two there's – two, Things that are going to happen at this moment. Either I'm going to shit my pants or I'm going to find a bathroom like in the next minute. And, and? And I'm walking down this long ass fucking hallway. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then I see the glorious man icon and a, and an open unlocked door. And it's just like the relief that washed over me while shit flowed out of my ass was incredible. So there's just an, like arena, like a sports arena. Yeah. Like a hockey arena. And you could, you just walked in. It was like a public one. Um, well it was open. Like there were people setting up, they were doing this, uh, oh, like some goodness. kind of trade show. Yeah. And yeah, luckily the bathroom facilities <laughs> were open, but Oh, it was scary. Yeah, that's a shitty feeling. Like, especially since I really wanted to skate that day, and if I shit my pants... You wouldn't have skated. That would be pretty hard to skate with shit in your pants. No, that would be definitely difficult to skate with shit in your pants. Very hard. <laughs> Very hard to excel. <laughs> 
Babies are great at walking around with shit in their pants. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Adults, not so much. Not so much. Social pressures, man. I know. Should be able to just shit our pants. You're expected to provide for your family, (laughs) not shit your pants. The world just expects too much. Such high expectations. Tie back your debts. We're just people. Just people, man. We're all pretending to know what the fuck we're doing, right? Yeah. Or is that just me? It's all of us, right? No, I'm... Pretend you're professional, like when you go to work and you have to act that way, you know? I have realized that, um, like, I know what you're saying, but also, I've realized that I am just, I don't know, I don't, I don't feel the need to pretend that much. Yeah. I mean, you can, I can, I leave out certain things, like, I wouldn't, I, I'm, I'm very drawn to the, to the shocking joke. Right. I'm instantly, I like, I, I'm cursed with this mind where I'm always thinking about what I shouldn't say. And that's like the first thing that pops into my head always is like, what would be the, the most inappropriate thing I could say in this situation? Mm-hmm. So I need to suppress that. But other than that, I can pretty much be myself. <laughs> other than suppressing your real thoughts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I curse a little less. A little less. Yeah. I leave out the, very... the C word. I, I, I try to not say fuck. <laughs> it's so hard for me because I'm so used to being able to just say whatever I want around people. Yeah, me too. But like when I'm scouting churches and I'm talking to a pastor, <laughs> like I have to control it. <laughs> I have to not say that word that I usually say every other word. Yeah, that that person would understand what I was saying, but it's just for some reason unacceptable or inappropriate. It is very difficult when you're so used to um, supplementing your language with with a word. Like, I I was seeing this girl for a little while, and she said like so much. Ugh. Like every other, like I was like, and so like I went shopping and like I was online and like I on Timbler, Tumblr and like I had to upload like a photo to Instagram like and I like hashtag like and and, and like I and I eventually said to her, can you just for an exercise try to talk without saying the word like, oh and she goodness. couldn't do it. Was she offended? No, 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 because we had discussed in a humorous way her okay. frequency of using the word like, and she had acknowledged that she overused the word. So I, very friendly, I just said, you know, just, just try, just see if you but can what do it, it. What does it mean that she was overusing the word? It was excessive and Does that mean like too many soul grinds? Fuck. Sorry? Is that like doing too many soul grinds? Yeah. It's a funny rule, right? Well, it's yeah, it's not a rule. It's, I guess it's just something that, if done excessively, people it's notice, and it and it's a sign of of weakness and a sign of you need to use this word. I don't know. It's a bad habit. I would say. I I think I think you're right. I'm just questioning it because it seems like it's a uh, rule that was put in place by a certain level of society. <laughs> It's not even, but it's not even a rule. It's just, regardless, it's going to be interpreted a certain way. Yeah. Um, like if you had a lisp, 
there's nothing got... wrong with having a lisp. Yeah. There's just, it's just, um, it's going I... to be interpreted like you are stupid or you are, you know, you have a speech impediment. Yeah. But really, got... there's nothing wrong with having a lisp. I got called out for saying rad in a meeting the other day. Yeah. Like the people did the thing where they're like, yeah, rad. They made fun of you for saying rad. Yeah. (laughs) It was fucking great. I was cracking up, dude. That's hilarious. It was fucking good. I was like, I found the raddest church today. (laughs) And the production designer looks at me and he goes, you found the raddest church? (laughs) A rad church. (laughs) And everybody's like, yeah, rad, man. That is a funny word to use to describe a church. I mean, you know, whatever. I was describing the architecture in an indirect way. It was rad to me. It was beautiful to me. Yeah. Yeah. Radical. Uh, churches can be very radical. They are in very their radical. Architecture. They're, <laughs> they're one of the only common spaces that uses, like, thought out... Um, like they understand what geometric shapes can be used to make an impact on people visually. Like they're very methodical in how they build churches. Not all churches, but more so in a church than a motel. Yeah, they're very aware of how the sun is going to hit yeah. the windows and right. how the space is going to affect the the state in which the person or the, in which the occupant is, um, in the space. Absolutely. How the sound moves through the building. Yeah. Sound. These are very, yeah. They're very aware of all those different (laughs) senses. They are. Yeah. Which is rad to me. Yeah. It's rad that they actually give a shit how this very usable space is being constructed. Yeah. Like it's a, very thought out process. Like I wish more spaces were thought out in the way that a church or a skate park is thought out, you know, it's true. Not yeah, all yeah. skate parks, not like, like all, all churches aren't perfect, but like skate parks are very thought out. Like churches are like they're for a very specific use and they're, they're made for that purpose totally. in a very obsessive way. Yeah. I think, I think obviously there's, um, there's a lot of skate parks that miss the mark yeah. I think that I think that even even more so than the actual design of the skate park, I think other things should be considered like um is it right next to a really busy road? Right. It shouldn't it, it should be a little bit isolated. It should be nice and quiet. Um there should be a place of shade. There should always be a place of shade. Um that's very important. Um, We're learning these things as we go forward as humans. Yeah. You know what's really annoying is like, I don't know if it's like this in Atlanta, but in Canada, we have all these skate parks. And in a lot of the places, the the city will actually use taxpayers' money to paint over graffiti. Because like they feel like the graffiti makes the skate park look... uh, gangster or some or sketchy like or something bad so things are gonna happen because of the graffiti yeah they'll paint all the graffiti gray that's which, weird why don't they just pay graffiti artists to paint murals that they find more exactly or better yet 
um, just, just let people do it. Allow them they want. to do what they're going to do for free and make the yeah. space more beautiful, more colorful. Right. Yeah, what's that? Bo- There's that bowl in Marseille, France. You know, what I'm talking about the one that used- they skated in like Hoax Three. Yeah, yeah, the, the really it's famous like yellow one. base. Yeah, it's on the beach. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like a, a free wall for graffiti. Like you can just go paint there. Well, that all would be skate parks sick. should be like that. They should, man. I They're think you're so, absolutely right. I love. There's nothing more more beautiful to me than a skate park that's just covered in graffiti. Yeah. It's so sick and it's so it's so um inspiring. It is so inspiring. It's like you're rolling around on a fucking art gallery. How fucking cool is that? Yeah. And then for the government to come in and pay make it people fucking and pay and pay for materials to paint over it gray. Sterilize it. It's really that really cranks my chain. It's really That's disappointing that humans would think like that. Yeah. Like you're so you're so dumb that you think that's the right thing to do or the <laughs> what you have to do. Yeah. Like I can understand if if there's graffiti on your building or your house that you want to function in a certain way, sure, yeah, paint over that. But I don't know. No, pe- yeah, no, people's irrational fear of graffiti and its uh, correspondence with gang culture. Yeah. Like, there are gangs that use, gangs use graffiti to identify, like, their territory and these things. But there's, like, a very real difference between gang graffiti and fucking vandalism graffiti. You know, like, artistic graffiti is. Yeah. Purely there's just a difference. It a doesn't, I know a lot of graffiti artists and they, I think the chip on their shoulder comes from the perception that people have of them. And then that kind of becomes who they are. Versus, right. like, I don't think they start out as, like, I don't know. I like vandals. Like, with graffiti, I like people that just go vandalize shit. And that's, like, just because of, it's probably, like, a unhealthy reaction to people's need to sterilize spaces with that gray paint and paint over graffiti. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's funny when people just go paint on, like, billboards. and. I love it, yeah. That shit's fucking great. great infiltration it is because it's like you're advertising to me i didn't ask you to put that fucking ugly billboard up yeah i'd much rather my one of my friends climb up there and paint their name on it totally like that's way funnier to me they didn't even pay for the advertising yeah (laughs) it's an excellent response to it is dude to advertising yeah it's a form of protest right yeah it's a beautiful thing advertising is so fucking hilarious (laughs) hilarious <laughs> and it, it's losing its power i love it it's fully losing its power it's love just so it's losing its power like we have those ads that you watch and you're just like this isn't even how families exist anymore yeah like, this isn't real yeah that's fucking great i love that it is funny to see it like you know it's out of place but they're doing it anyway because they've been working with the same fucking marketing agency for so long they're like oh this is gonna be a great hit yeah, they think that it'll work. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, you're trying to tap into this emotional response that doesn't exist that way anymore. Yeah, People like, are way smarter now, and they know that this is complete bullshit. Yeah, you're not selling. Selling is very hard at this point. Yeah. Like, you just have to be honest and tell the truth and provide a good service. And exactly. That's like you just have to have mouth. something that people are going to like, something that's yeah. going to help people, and just very honestly without glamour just let them know about it yeah that's this is what this is marketing absolutely and i love that i think that's that's a reflection of a of a healthier 
more intelligent society. Absolutely. And that's, I, we... that's one of the really good things about the internet. I think the internet has helped humans get to that level of, of savviness when it comes to media. Absolutely, dude. I love that. Well, I think on that very positive note. Yeah. Um, let's wrap this bitch up. Let's wrap it up, dude. It's been really awesome talking to you, dude. Yeah, I'm glad we got a chance to do this again, man. It's been a while, and I like to, I like to chat. Fuck yeah, let's <laughs> so let's thanks. do it again. <laughs> Word. All right. Word up. Love so I hope you have it. a good day, and uh, I hope that that you can do positive things <laughs> I will and I'll tell you all about them cool I love you man all right peace stay dude. up dude bye